Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes true unsolved mysteries and crime and whips them together in a food processor that is your brain and you listen to it hello i'm masood <laughs> with me as always is the fantastic suze kempner hi i spilled my drink all over the fucking carpet <laughs> and i had to go down and make another the one the amazing chris stokes hello i'm masood oh no. i'm chris i don't spill drinks oh masood i spill drinks all the time too. he's got a i baby. spill drinks all the time and i feel dreadful about it like when you did it, did you feel like? Yeah, I feel bad about it. I think no, I've... but I'd be like, I wish because of the waste of the drink, or because you feel embarrassed yeah. by having done something silly. Both. <laughs> Both. Oh. Why are you judging me? Why? <laughs> oh, what are we drinking? <laughs> anyway, Chris, what are you drinking? So what I am drinking is I've got a name for it, but I think I think Suji you're gonna like it, the sound of it. I like the look of it. This is salted caramel vodka. Oh, mm. uh, chocolate bitters, oh, and nocello, hey. hazelnut and walnut liqueur. Chris has made himself a Werther's original. Yeah. Well, it tastes yeah. a bit like a Quality Street actually, with oh, with yeah. the with the chocolate bitters as well. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Is it nice? Yeah, like you know the um, it's been ages since I've had a Quality Street, but you know the sort of like the slightly fudgy one. Oh yes, yeah, yeah it's that one. That's Tastes what like the that drink one. should be called: nice. the slightly fudgy one. The slightly fudgy yeah. one. There you go, perfect. Do you know, Chris last year got me uh, Nocello as a Christmas Oh, yes. Present, and I had COVID. So you couldn't taste its and wonderful, I lost my taste of, wonderful ways. I lost my sense of taste of smell. And I was uh, smelling it on Christmas Day like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, come on, I love it so much. And then I was like, I drank a swig of it and went, what's that point? <laughs> but as soon as I got my sense of taste and smell back, I was like knocking yeah. it out. Oh, man. What are you drinking, Suze? Oh, glad you asked, baby. <laughs> because I spilt it all over the floor, but I like the idea of it so much, I made it again. What we have here is limoncello, vodka, frangelico, orange bitters. Ooh. Yeah. And what is it called? We've got ourselves a unexpected spill. Yeah, I was going to say, oh shit, it's all over the floor, maybe. <laughs> oh shit, it's all over yeah. the floor. There you go. It's called an oh shit, it's all over the floor. It's really, really nice. I had to use the last of my Frangelica to make a second one, so I'm going to order uh, more. But do you know what I've brought up with me? Dark Matters. Dark Matters uh, spiced rum. It's lovely. Now, I don't... I'm trying to think if I've used this before on a... 
Dark Matters is lovely. Anyway. I think you have. Yeah, it's a really good spice rum. So my friend Craig Christie, he's Australian and he lives in Melbourne. He's usually here for half a year, but he hasn't been able to do for two years. He um, put me onto this and it is so good. And I'm going to pour a little bit in. Oh, it makes the colour really good. Uh, And see if that makes it. Even better. Even better. better. Okay, so now you can see it's a little bit darker. It's a lovely colour. Okay. Oh, that's really nice. It's um very festive. Very We're festive. drinking. We're, we've recorded two episodes yes. today, guys. This is Christmas Eve, Eve, December 23rd. You'll be listening to this in the future. You'll be listening um, to this next year. Oh, shit. Happy, Happy New Year. <laughs> so you'll be listening to this in January, but this feels very festive, this mm. drink. But in a really nice way. You know how like festive cocktails can be so heavy yeah. and too mm. much. And you drink them because you go, yay, it's Christmas. And I love it. But this, I could drink it all year round. It's just got a lovely festive I think feel. I've made eggnog once and it is very fucking heavy. And it's fine. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I really like eggnog, but I can yeah. have one. Yeah, the other week I made an accidentally festive drink that wasn't very heavy. It, that was so good looking. It was the pomegranate old-fashioned. Oh, where, yes. When I muddled the pomegranate seeds with the orange bitters and the brown sugar, it just smelled like mm. Christmas. It looked yeah. great, yeah, yeah. man. Hey, Chris, in the new year, can we all come around yours and drink? Yes. That? See you yes, on you January can. 1st. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knock, knock. <laughs> I'm flying yeah, back yeah. early. January 1st, 6.45 a.m. <laughs> Hi, Chris, we've come for the drinks. <laughs> We're banging on the door. What are you drinking, Masood? Uh, I'm drinking a variation on what I had last time. Which is Amaro, but I made it with beer instead of. Uh, oh my god! Instead of cider. I've looked instead of cider. How, how does it compare? It's interesting. It's sort of like it's kind of got like a interesting kind of Coca Cola y effect, uh, but it's nice. I quite like it. Okay. I'm trying to think what Amaro is. No, like. for that one is this. This Amaro is bearing me up inside. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know I'm gonna. You know I'm gonna. After we record this, I'm gonna order some takeout and I'm gonna watch like five episodes back to back. <laughs> oh, and just like, and then I'll wake up and the season. Number one one seven, dead crow, please. <laughs> yeah, just screaming that it's eating me up inside as I'm watching the show. <laughs> Did you, um, Masu? Can you describe the taste of Amara? Because I seriously don't it's feel like I can. Sort of like. Amaro on its own is kind of like ah shit. It's sort of it's like kind of if, like shit. If Campari and <laughs> um, green chartreuse had a baby, that's oh, kind of the taste. So like had a little baby. It's like it's a bit mm. sweet, but a bit kind of bittery with that herby kind of um, green what chartreuse beer did you type use? thing. Oh, I just had something in the fridge. It was just some fucking weird like ale that I had from somebody. Oh, so it was ale, it was ale and not lager. Yeah. Um, although you could like you could spice up pretty much any any beer with it, to be honest. I just had something that was lying in the fridge. I was like, fucking whatever. Try this. Is beer like prosecco in that you can add any spirit to it, and it's you, still, mostly it's still, you could pretty much add most things to beer, and I think it would taste better. <laughs> like sure, okay, full, with the exception full, of vodka full. because it doesn't taste yeah, of anything. Full. Yeah, um, of course, vodka would just make your beer really, really alcoholic. alcoholic. I've got sticky hands from my spilled no. drink. <laughs> Chris, what do you have for us today? Last week we did uh, the kidnapping of Casper Holstein. Yes. Uh, and we did kind of get into the, like, the mafia and its hold on 
certainly New York at that time, just as Prohibition was ending. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just saying this now as a kind of like brief thing. It's not what the mystery is about. But at that point in American history, yeah. the FBI was also starting to get involved and fighting organized crime. Uh, yes. So that's kind of cool. like where we are in the world at the moment. But we're going to move from America over to Germany in the early 30s. Okay. Where something big was happening. Oh, I wonder what that could be. Hang on. Like what? what? Well, huh, I bet it was socialism. <laughs> well, uh, na- na- Fucking na- national socialism. They're actually socialist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they called themselves national socialists. So this is about Eric Jan Hannesson. Eric Jan Hannesson yeah. predicted the Reichstag fire. The Reichstag fire? <gasps> Oh my god. Okay, I know all about the Reichstag. Uh, yeah. You know, know about, about the fire. It. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I know the Reichstag fire. Ugh, I can't even speak. Eric Jan Hannesson was also a really interesting personality anyway, so we'll get more into him as we go on but Suze what do you know about the Reichstag fire yes okay so here's what I know about it without the Reichstag fire maybe we don't get Hitler Mm -hmm. in charge exactly oh okay so you're going to tell us why that might be right Chris why we might not have because he's a jerk (laughs) (laughs) I think Hitler was a jerk sorry I say (laughs) what I feel Um, so the Reichstag is the where the German parliament is in Berlin Right. Yes. And there was an arson attack on it. Okay. On the 27th of February 1933. The home of government was attacked. Right. And that mm. meant that uh, because it was unthinkable, people were able to take advantage of it. One Adolf Hitler in particular. Oh, shit. So, it's yeah. like the whole thing is crazy. Are we doing the birth of Hitler here? Not well, his rise <laughs> to power, but we're also going to talk about Eric as well. And it's quite interesting. But, yeah. <sighs> I'm already fired so, up. Okay, so because of this fire, you know, there's no, I guess, like, Houses of Parliament equivalent over there. So they're like, well, what? And then they just decide that he's the fucking Chancellor? How does that work? <laughs> oh, We're about to find out. We're about wait. to find out. Okay. I did I did do history in high school. <laughs> I'd just forgotten all of it. <laughs> four weeks. It was four weeks after Adolf Hitler was sworn in as Chancellor. The fire? That's when it, that, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, so yeah, you're yeah. saying he, it, what, like, was he supposed to be there? Well, it certainly, no, no, no. It, pl- it played into, it no, played no, into no. his hands because the very next day, okay. the Reichstag fire decree was passed. Yeah. It was issued by, because the way that the German power structure is, is that there's a Chancellor who's at the top. But yes. There is also a president. Um, yeah, it's very who, confusing. Who, yeah, here's not the top. So uh, uh, it was issued by the president who, who was Hindenburg, von Hindenburg. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. On the advice of Hitler, and it was in the immediate response to the Reichstag fire, and the decree nullified many civil liberties of German citizens. Oh, wow. Okay. Why did they name it after um, the fire? That's a weird thing. Uh, the what decree. Do you mean? Why did they name it? Oh, because it? It, was, it was the day after the fire. Oh, so they just called Okay. Right. So the fire happened, and then yeah. they were like, we need to crack down. To prevent this from happening again. Oh, okay, right, right. So, so they assumed that, that the that fire was, the, was that was the line, yeah. Right. So right, then, right. Uh, with the Nazis in powerful positions in the German government, the decree was basically just used as a legal basis to imprison 
anyone considered to be opponents of the Nazis. Fuck me. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you now. And then Holy they could shit. suppress publications that weren't that were a bit critical of the Nazis. Because they got this fucking decree. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 so right. This decree huh. is probably it's one of the largest steps in the establishment of the one party state in Germany. Okay. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big step. But it seems to have happened like in the, with that kind of thing where it's like, we're doing it for your own good. Waggle finger, waggle yeah, finger. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, like, it, it happened It happened the day after the fire. Now, yeah. like, there are many reasons mm. why the Reichstag building might have been attacked. And the reason that the Nazi party gave mm-hmm. was they, uh, they they named the culprit almost, almost immediately. Ooh. So they used the fire as a kind of like pretext to claim there was a plot against the German government. Okay, and so then that obviously got the decree passed. Then it made the fire pr- pivotal in the establishment of Nazi Germany. Of like yeah. no other, there wasn't even an opposition. <laughs> Fuck! Holy shit! Um, it's amazing. That's fucking crazy. The first report of the fire it came just after nine p.m. on the twenty seventh of February, and the a fire station in Berlin received an alarm call. But by the time they'd arrived, the lower house was just engulfed in flames. The police can like did a thorough search inside the building. And they accused, along with Hitler's government, uh, a guy named Marinus van der Lubbe, mm-hmm. who was a Dutch communist. Mm. Okay. And they attributed it to communism as the, like, right. communists are opposing us, so they've attacked our They've attacked our house government. Yeah. German court decided that van der Lubbe had acted alone, and he was tried, convicted, and executed by the Nazis, but the German government did pardon him 75 years later. How how quick was the turnaround of, of the trial, the conviction, and then the execution? Was it like 24 hours? It feels very much like they were like, let's wrap this shit up. We got things to do. Let's fucking trial and put him on thing. And we got, that's, that's fucking mad. Was that a quick turnover That for him? Did they kill him like the next day? What muddies the waters here is that he actually claimed responsibility. Oh, shit. Okay. So he claimed to have set the Reichstag building on fire in an attempt to rally German workers against the fascist rule. Right. He's on the record as that, whether that's... True or not is debatable, yeah. He was brought to trial along with the head of the German Communist Party and also three Bulgarian members of something called the Comintern. Okay. Which Mm -hmm. is the Communist International. Right. But at the trial, he was convicted and sentenced to death. The four other defendants were acquitted and he was guillotined. Jesus. In a, in a Leipzig prison on the 10th of January 1934. Yeah. So oh uh, almost a year later. Okay, right, right. It's so weird to me, this, because obviously we know World War II was a long time ago and this is pre that, is Hit, Hitler's rule has begun, blah, blah, blah. But the idea of capital punishment with a guillotine yeah. is insane. But the guillotine only was outlawed in France in... The eighties. Yeah. What? I think that I think the final guillotine execution in France was in the seventies, like seventy five. Are you yeah, fucking it was in kidding the 70s, me? It was. I think it was later than that. So it was like seventy seven. Oh Jesus! But the guillotine was actually outlawed. I think in eighty. Now, are we talking public guillotines? Or are we talking just guillotines in general? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, like the guillotine. But you know, the guillotine was brought in in France as a very humane method of yeah. execution. So. 
to us, it's like, what the fuck? They chop your fucking head off. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But actually, it's very humane because... Shit, yeah, you're dead. You're yeah, dead. you're done. Yeah. Um, that's the reason it was invented. However, capital punishment, can it ever really be humane? No, exactly. <laughs> I don't agree with I just, it. There's something <laughs> quite off-putting about the idea of us getting all our mates and family and going to watch someone get their head cut off in the fucking town square. That's it. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? But the guillotine's actually way more humane than the electric chair, which was designed to be humane, and it just yes. isn't. And the lethal injection, which doctors can't administer because part of their oath is first do no harm. It's kind of important. So doctors can't administer it. So lethal injections in America frequently go very, very wrong. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So, like, the guillotines probably is the most humane humane method, but it's so obscene, and I blame Les Mis for passing (laughs) it. I guess there's the firing squad. The blood of the But the firing squad is very theatrical, I feel like. Firing squad's weird because wasn't it only one gun was loaded? Yes, you never know, so no one actually knows who's shooting. Yeah, yeah. You'd fucking know, wouldn't you? You'd know if you had the loaded one. You'd be like, bang! That. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know, but I know. (laughs) Yeah, that was the idea, wasn't it? Yeah. But then I guess, what if you miss? I think do away with capital punishment. I don't think it's good. Like, look, let's be really vindictive about this. If someone's a murderer or uh, you know, someone who's uh, someone who the death penalty is talked about for they've got to have done pretty heinous mm. crimes so lock them up for life yeah that sucks it's, uh, for them. Yeah, yeah. It's far... that fucking sucks for them all oh, that costs the public more money okay take it out of my taxes yeah like the idea of I'm a comedian I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ah joke's on you guys <laughs> I don't earn enough to pay I'm for drunk. you I'm drunk I'm so drunk <laughs> guys this is so, fucked um, I'm fucked this is fucked what I'm saying so I'm our, so drunk it's very lucid actually so <laughs> yeah ah! our man was, uh, was was convicted tried murdered uh, were killed by guillotine as you said right yeah that's fucking mad crazy he probably had flares on if it was the seventh. <laughs> no, that wasn't the last he one. Wasn't. Was Zeus not uh... <laughs> the last guy? Was like, I love Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Flag of seagulls for life. <laughs> What's contested is whether or not because Vandalubber apparently claimed responsibility, but yes. whether or not he did it is a another thing. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. Historian Ian Kershaw. He's a sir, actually. Sir Ian Kershaw is an English historian. By 1998, nearly all historians agreed that van der Lubbe had set the Reichstag on fire. Okay. That he had acted alone and that the incident was actually just a stroke of good luck for the Nazis because it played into their hands. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 is, what was the evidence they sort of gave around well, that? But the thing is, is that the contemporary newspaper articles, so in the days following the incident, major newspapers in the US and London were actually very quickly sceptical of the good fortune of the Nazis in finding a communist scapegoat. Right. So yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of our press and the American press were like, "Oh, very convenient." Right. Um, well, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay. But then, then you get into some muddy waters because then they're like, "Well, why did he claim responsibility?" And blah blah blah. Yeah. So it has been alleged that the <coughs> idea that he was a halfwit <laughs> or mentally disturbed. That's been. Are you all right, Suze? You're right. My drink went down the wrong way, oh, okay. and I just like saw myself from above, and I don't like. <laughs> I'm sorry about me. I'm sorry that you asked. Like, oh my goodness. Um, but no, so sorry. So we, we our uh, newspapers went like, oh, 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 oh and stroked yeah. our beards um, and said, how convenient. Yeah, and but then also like, 
the other side of that is that there were claims that he was uh, he was mentally disturbed right and, and things like that but then you're also diminishing him in that way if he wasn't and also i don't know but it has been alleged apparently that that was propaganda spread by the dutch communist party anyway to distance itself from an insurrectionist anti-fascist who had once been a member of them but okay yeah. mm. um, John Gunther was a journalist who covered the trial at the time. He was an American... And he was in France. <laughs> Damn it, you got the joke before me? <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 that sorry, was good. That was funny. That's very good. <laughs> he covered the trial. He described, he described Van der Lubbe as an obvious victim of manic depressive psychosis. And he said that the Nazis would not have chosen an agent so inept and witless. Right. Mm. Or did they? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. probably not. <laughs> That's the problem with picking a... Uh, as you described it, what was he? A manic depressive psychosis. Yeah, I mean, good luck trying to keep that horse on a fucking. <laughs> well, apparently, a letter was written by Carl Ernst. Mm-hmm. He sounds like an interesting character. Carl Ernst. Okay. Uh, so uh, Carl Ernst was a, a Gruppenführer, which was like a paramilitary rank of the Nazi Party. Okay. He was the leader of the Sturmabteilung, which was the paramilitary ring of the Nazi Party. Okay. Okay. Before joining the Nazi party, he'd been a hotel bellboy and also a bouncer at a gay nightclub. Huh. Okay. Nice. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sucking Duke. <laughs> Just before he died, mm. he died on the Night of the Long Knives, by the way. Oh, my God. I have so much to say on Night of the Long Knives. Which, uh, the Night of the Long Knives happens a, um, like a year after the Reichstag fire. So yeah. Not, Shit. Okay. yeah. According to a... L- it's so interesting. The story that leads up to the beginning of World War Two is so crazy. They should make 50 films just all about it. Just for <laughs> Because you'd all be fascinated, readers. (laughs) John Gunter cited a letter that was written by Karl Ernst before he died. Yeah. And because of this letter, Gunther believed that the Nazis, who had heard van der Lubbe boast of planning to attack the Reichstag, started a second fire at the same time so they could blame it on him. According to this letter that Karl Ernst wrote, the Nazis were like, someone's planning to attack the Reichstag fire, let's fucking burn it down. Blame it on mm. him. Make sure we make sure it burns down or like sets on fire properly. Right. And then we can blame. We can him. blame him because he's doing it anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fucking hell. Right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is some crazy shit. I'm really genuinely trying to wrap my head around it because it 
it feels oh, it's nuts, isn't it? Isn't it fucking this nuts? feels no, no, quite unreal? There was a British journalist called Dennis Sefton Delmer. Yeah. Do you know who he is, Suze? No, I haven't come across him. He his name. was a British journalist, mm-hmm. but he was also at the time a Nazi sympathizer. Oh my! Uh, there were a lot of them at that point. And I per- I presume have heard of Edward. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there and witnessed the night's events. Oh shit! Oh my but god! Do remember that he's a Nazi sympathizer. Yes, so he yeah. will say. So he's like, I've got sympathy. He said he reported that Hit- he was he like, report- please allow me to introduce. Uh, he reported Hitler arriving at the Reichstag, uh, appearing <laughs> uncertain how it began and concerned that a communist coup was about to be launched. Delmer sure. viewed Van der Lubbe as being solely responsible. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, Chris. It's all a bit like. It's muddy. Yeah, it's, it's muddy. The whole thing is like, in at some point in the future, we'll all be fucking dead. Obviously, uh, it'll be hundreds of years in the future. But someone will go. I've I've invented a way for us to see into the past, yeah. and they'll be able to know every detail. And I hope I find out about it from the afterlife. And they'll, be able, they'll be able to bring back one person from the dead, and it will and out of Me. all history, and it will specifically be you. <laughs> Yay! And I get to find out all about and it. And they'll be like, we need to tell Suze Kepner. <laughs> and they'll bring you back. Tell you you'd love to know about this. <laughs> you know this idea that like, maybe it was the, maybe it was the government that did it and planned it on, and, 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 mm. and planned to, to, to pin it on their opposition. Sounds like a conspiracy theory now. But we know what Nazi Germany was like. We yeah. know what the, we know, yes! it was a dictatorship. It was fascism. Those people were fucking... Yeah. yeah, there's no conspiracy and here. And sorry to be controversial, but I hate the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, there's no conspiracy. It's like... Not when it comes to the Nazis. No. So the very idea that this that they no. could have been responsible for it is not as far-fetched as a lot of conspiracy theories yes. are because it's, they fuck it's it. plausible. They plausible. did it. Yeah. <laughs> they I mean, did it's very plausible. It. It's very. It's not outside the realms of... Let's have a... So the actual events of the evening were... The Reichstag building was reported on fire uh, just after 9pm on the 27th of February. Firefighters were dispatched, but, I mean, they couldn't do anything. Most of the building was gutted. By half past 11, the fire was out. The firefighters and the police inspected the ruins and they found 20 bundles of flammable material, unburned, just lying around. So it was definitely arson by that judgment. Yeah. Yeah. At the time the fire was reported, Hitler was having dinner with Goebbels... At Goebbels' flat in Berlin. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking nerds. I bet they were talking about the Spear of I Destiny died. as well. Those it's, fucking um, nerds. It's, 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 it's Joseph's famous mac and cheese. <laughs> Joseph's famous. famous. Mac and cheese. Well, I can't be that famous. I've never, I've never heard of it. <laughs> when Goebbels received an urgent phone call informing him of the fire, he thought it was a prank, so he hung up. It was only okay. after the second call that he so he gave the news to Hitler. They both left Goebbels' apartment and arrived by car at the Reichstag just as the fire was being put out. They were met by Hermann Goering, who told Hitler, this is communist outrage, one of the communist culprits has been arrested. Hitler called the fire a sign from God and claimed it was a signal meant to mark the beginning of a communist revolt. The next day, Prussian press service reported that this act of uh, incendiarism is the most monstrous act of terrorism carried out by Bolshevism in Germany. And the Bosische Zeitung newspaper warned its readers that the government is of the opinion that the situation is such that a danger to the state and nation existed and still exists. And then they were able to pass the uh, Reichstag fire decree the next day. Yeah. And mm. remove people's civil liberties. So, yeah, big stepping stone yeah. to World War Two. Walter Gemp was head of the Berlin Fire Department at the time of the fire. And he was personally overseeing the efforts to put it out. 
on the 25th of March, he was dismissed from his post for oh. presenting evidence that suggested Nazi involvement. Oh, in shit. Gemp asserted wow. that there had been a delay in notifying the fire brigade and that he had been forbidden from making full use of the resources actually at his disposal. In 1937, he was arrested for abuse of office. Despite his appeal, he was imprisoned and he was strangled and killed in prison on 2nd of May. Holy fuck. What the fuck? Right. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. This is fucking... The fucking chief of fire, whatever, he was like, it's, that's fucking nuts. Because, again, it's this idea of... The, the, it's the gradual thing, but what's frightening about it is still how quickly it can go. Yes. So, mm. Gemp is just the head of the fire de- department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just the head of the fire department. That is not a political position. No. That is somebody who's uh, got the job, worked up his ranks, and he's just the most senior, most experienced, the best man for the mm-hmm. job to head the fire department. He is not playing politics when he's putting out fires, right? No. Sure. So he will be like, well, actually, this happened and this happened and this happened and maybe this happened. And then he gets arrested eventually, removed from office and all of this because then there's enough power behind the fascist government to be able to do that. Yeah. But it's yeah. not like it's not this. It's not like all of a sudden people in positions of authority were all Nazis. No, no, no. They, they still had a way to go to remove them. Yeah. They were got they yeah. got to a point where they Hence, could remove it. Night of the fucking non lives, yeah. which really fucking annoys me about when people go, Oh, um, they were actually socialists it's in the name. Like, let me tell you about a night where they went, let's get rid of those guys. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's it, isn't it? Is that the speed is almost happens in two different ways. On the one hand it's fairly slow because mm. obviously they have to establish themselves in these positions to be able but, to fucking yeah. rip people out from mm. places. But then when they do they're like you're fucking gone, you're fucking gone, you're fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, do you not think that, like, I, I mean, listen, it's weird because they're so fucking inept and Hitler was ruthlessly efficient, mm. but our government now, do you not think that they would like to get rid of all the journalists that criticise them? Oh, yeah. my God. You... I mean, even the, the fact that Laura Kunzberg is going, I'm stepping back from my position must make them go, mm. So this yeah. is why the Reichstag fire is so, like, totemic, because... The, the, the decree meant that most of the civil liberties were just taken away. Habeas corpus, for example. Oh, shit. That went. Freedom of expression. Mm. Freedom of the press went. Yeah. Fuck. The right of free association yeah. and public assembly and secrecy of the post and telephone removed. This is why they need to teach how Hitler came to power Agreed. in yeah. schools. And I'll say no more than that. These yeah. rights, none of them were reinstated while the Nazis were in power. Oh, shit. No. And the, the Nazis were going on and on about our thousand-year right. Yeah. The th- we'll be here for a thousand years, and they lasted 12 years. And I frequently won't yeah. make fun of that. Like, uh-huh, you dicks, you lasted 12 years. Yeah, they, they did, did, they did a frightening amount years. in that 12 years. Fascism is not no. sustainable, but yes. we should avoid it. <laughs> I, I know I said that it's like a gradual thing, but it's gradual in that it's under the surface. Right? Yes. And it plays on a lot of unease. Mm. When it actually gets a yes. foothold, it does not let go, and bam, it's too late. Mm. Which is why you've got to be careful yeah. of it. It's amazing before. how quickly wider... So- yeah, exactly. It's amazing how quickly wider society will go. Yeah. I think and like, Most of oh. them already do. Yeah. Like the, like, I saw people... You know when yes. um, uh, removing the, uh, uh, the Human Rights Act, where Theresa May yeah. was fiddling about with that? I had people on my Facebook going, yeah, do mm-hmm. it, do it, do it. What? And it's like... Amazing. It's amazing. And they'd be the last yeah. people who would say, like, 
I agree. Yeah. And they were saying Hitler. do it because they think it just applies to their enemies. And it's like, no. No, no, no it's everyone. You're fucking moron. That's not how it, they don't, they don't write it going, yeah. Do you think these things only exist in a yeah. vacuum, you fucking arseholes? I remember, this is not an example of a friend being an arsehole. She was just slightly ignorant, but it's so weird about 10 years ago it was yeah 2011 i lived in a flat in london with a couple of friends and i moved uh yeah i'd moved there and i went to the imperial war museum with them i made oh, them i thought them. chris was a nerd and we were walking around the <laughs> 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 um I, I was like we're gonna go to the imperial war museum and then let's go shopping um we me and these two girls we went round uh the Holocaust exhibit at the Imperial War Museum which I assume is still there and it's incredible if you can go highly recommend and there was they were and on the way in my friend said god it's so weird what Hitler did and what Hitler spread about the Jews because and she literally said it was out of nowhere he just picked something no, from nowhere it's so stupid isn't it and I went oh do you think anti-semitism was invented by no. Hitler and she kind of looked at me like I mean, it's a pure innocence thing. She went, oh, yeah. And I said, you know, this was a huge thing throughout history and Jews weren't allowed to live in Britain until this point in history, which is hundreds of years before the Nazis happened. And she just had no idea. So this is why this all needs to be taught in schools. None of Hitler does not exist. Like there's, you know, kill baby Hitler and then you never get the Third Reich. You do. Yeah, someone else will... Hitler was kind of a Trump Mm. figure. Like he, he, um, Hitler, you look at his rule, he used to get up at midday and he'd go downstairs and go... Right, what have they been writing about me in the papers today? He was identical Cult to Trump. Cult of personality, it's just the, but yes. it's not like the cause and the ideology isn't there. You've got... Yeah, the cause and the yeah. symptom They're all there, and then things, you've got yeah. the cult of personality, which is like a, just the figurehead. Yeah. That is able for mm-hmm. like people for, for people to follow. And if it hadn't been Hitler, it would have been... There was an awful lot of people that were like, thank goodness for Hitler, he allows me mm. to enact this. But, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, all of those rights were just removed completely during Nazi rule. Uh, it meant that publications were banned if they were vaguely, if they had been vaguely critical of the Nazi cause. Wow. Hitler announced that it was part of a communist plot to take over Germany, so Nazi party newspapers just published that as news, fake news. Well, uh, yeah, of course. That sent the German population into a panic mm. and isolated the communists further amongst the civilian population. Because at this point, this point, yeah. it was. I'm sure there were some people that were furious, but not everybody reacted like, oh my God, they've taken away the freedom of expression and freedom of the press. No. They went, oh my God, communists attacking our country. They have to crack down. Yeah. Oh yeah, freedom um, of the press. Yeah, get rid of it so they can't, they can't fucking spread their lies in our newspapers. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. They would have definitely positioned it in so that it was a way that it's like, yeah. like you said with the, with the thing where it's like, take away the human rights. And people going, yeah, yeah, because it'll affect our, the bad people. Yeah, exactly. This is great. In the following days... Thousands of communists were just imprisoned. Fuck, yeah. Hitler said about the communists, these subhumans do not understand how the people stand at our side. In their mouse holes, out of which they now want to come, of course they hear nothing of the cheering of the masses. So he was still like, people love me, you know, people wow. love me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, also, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pure Trump language. Also, mouse holes is not so far from rat holes. He's basically describing yes. these people yeah. as rodents. I mean, that's yeah, unbelievable, that's isn't it? Uh, 
Another political consequence of this was that communist electoral participation was suppressed, right? Right. And the communists had mm. previously polled at 17% of the vote. But because they'd mm-hmm. been suppressed, the Nazis were able to increase their own share. Oh, the co- yeah, yeah. So they, they would have taken uh, that 17 In the following month's elections, from 33 to 44%. And that gave yeah. the Nazis and their allies... Uh, there was an, uh, an allied party called the German National People's Party that had a tiny, like mm-hmm. an 8% of the vote. But between them, yeah. oh, they, they had, had a majority, majority of yeah, 52%. Yeah. Of all of them. Shit. Yeah. So when they came out with a majority, mm. they wanted more of a majority than they got. So they they, they got the majority, but mm. they wanted f- 55% of the vote. So they had they, 52 they, at this point. Well, they got 44 by right. themselves. Okay. They got 52 with their allies, but they wanted 55. They got 44. Okay. Um, they thought then that it would make it difficult to achieve their next goal, uh, passage of the Enabling Act, which gave Hitler the right to rule by decree, mm-hmm. but it required a two-thirds majority, which they didn't have. Right. Um, but no. several important factors weighed in their favour. So, like, the continued suppression of the Communist Party, their ability to be able to capitalise on national security concerns, and some deputies of the Social Democratic Party, the SDP, that was the only party, by the way, that would mm-hmm. vote against the Enabling Act, they were mm-hmm. prevented from taking their seats in the Reichstag due to arrests and intimidation by the Nazi SA, the uh, paramilitary wing of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a result, the Social Democratic Party, they were underrepresented in the final vote tally, and that meant that the Enabling Act passed super easily Fuck. the following month, on the 23rd of March 1933. So the support of the right-wing mm-hmm. German National People's Party, the Centre Party, and several fragmented middle-class parties, that meant... It was only like, so what was the 27th of February was the fire? Yeah. On the 24th of yes. March, Hitler, so less than a month afterwards. What? Four weeks, Hitler was effectively Fuck. made dictator of Germany. Jesus Christ. Like it's that was incredible. the quick turnaround. And there was no oh, getting fuck. rid of him at that point, no matter what he did, as we know. Now, this really, I frequently hear horseshoe theory. Horseshoe theory, the far left and the far right are the same. And they're fucking not. And it really winds me up because the fact is, whenever there's been a point in history where the far right can be defeated, the centre props them up because they'd rather have them than the whatever, I'm putting in quotation marks, you can't see this, readers, the far left. The far left and the far right are not the fucking same. Really needs saying that horseshoe theory is very easily debunked and Take, for example, yeah, Nazi yeah, Germany. Right, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the far left in Nazi Germany you know, were like, yeah, it, we should just mm-hmm. let them... Well, the far left, uh, I, I, I call them the further left. I find it really weird that I'm described <laughs> as the far left because I'm like, am I really? I think yeah. I'm just a social democrat. But when when the further left are described as like, oh, that's horseshoe theory. They're the same as the far right. You go, let mm. me give you an example of something that happened in 1933. <laughs> let me give you an example of something that happened in 2010. Like, you don't get our government without the coalition years, which is when the Lib Dems went, who shall I team up with? I think I'll oh, team up yeah. with David Cameron in 2010. I watched that election happen because I was in my mid-20s. Depressing I was old enough, enough to see it. Yeah, it really fucking was. And I went, oh, shit, I voted for Nick Clegg. That guy was a fucking charlatan. Yeah. And look where we are. This could all happen Mm. again. It's not so unthinkable. I don't think it will because I think we have... I think social media actually helps in these situations. As much as it helps it happen in the first place. Yeah, the sort of insight into, like, the strange (laughs) thing about... The sort of Trump's thing is like he did sort of become his own shouting maniac. He sort of did it to himself, 
and mm. we're we're all sort of standing there being like, oh yeah, this guy's a dipshit. He's a fucking moron. I mean, Chris isn't Chris isn't there yet, but then uh, this isn't a major spoiler. But Menken yeah. in Succession. Imagine if that that's existed, terrifying. Menken, then you're fucked. The idea of, yeah, and that's no, not a major. It's not. Point, Chris, but Menken terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you have yeah. that instead of Trump. So Hitler wouldn't have had that reach that instant no like Mm-mm. thought out to the masses yes Mm-mm. but he, he had the rallies that's true the, yeah mm-hmm. it's not that and you look at it's it, it's like people you know this this thing where it's like oh it's one of the left's go-tos where you just say oh hitler worse than hitler you compare them to hitler it's oh like i God. don't think it's that bad a comparison to compare trump to hitler no, yeah because you like no, uses really the isn't. same tools not as, probably not as clever yeah. as hitler yeah but <laughs> No. Just as self-obsessed. He and, wasn't yeah. as yeah, absolutely, and he wasn't as clever as Hitler because he was so <laughs> stupid. This idea that Hitler was an absolute tactical genius doesn't no. play out when you look at the yeah. facts of him being like a total egomaniac. He thought about himself twenty-four-seven. Yeah. He, one of his good friends, was an openly gay fascist. Yeah. He didn't actually care about homosexuals. He was happy to kill ten thousand of them in the Holocaust, but it was mostly. People who don't agree with me. And he genuinely did hate Jews. Um, He genuinely did see them as rodents who needed wiping off the face of the earth. He thought he was doing good there. But he was happy to be friends with someone who matched his agenda. It's true, because this brings us back to Eric Jan Hannesson, who was the man who predicted the Reichstag fire. Yes. Mm -hmm. He was the same age as Hitler, actually. He was born in June in 1889. Their moms were best friends. (laughs) He was also Austrian. Did we just become (laughs) best friends? (laughs) Uh, He was was a clairvoyant performer. He was kind of like Yuri Geller, I guess. Uh, He was acclaimed Mm -hmm. in his lifetime as a hypnotist, mentalist, occultist and astrologer. He was active in the Weimar Republic Germany and also at the beginning of Nazi Germany. And he is... He, he was quite close to Hitler in that he instructed Hitler in performance and the achievement of dramatic effect. Oh, so okay. he coached him, I guess, in his... That's yeah. fucking now, weird. Ugh. When it comes to the Reichstag fire, he apparently predicted it. It's his most famous feat of clairvoyance. Okay. Mm. There's something else about him, which goes back to Sue's saying that Hitler was fine if people served his agenda. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. Eric Jan Hannesson was also a Jew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was quite close with Hitler, advised Hitler on all of these things, oh. including the fact that the Reichstag fire apparently might happen, but he was also mm-hmm. a Jew. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when you both said that, the thing about the serving the agenda thing, you're just like... Right, okay, yeah. Like, it just, all that kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? You're just like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Yeah. If your biggest belief is in yourself and your own power, you don't care who... Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, yeah. Then it goes beyond principles and you can say whatever. But you you also have control of of saying whatever, like you can go back on yourself all the time because you're kind of in charge of everything. So you can be like, I didn't Mm -hmm. say that. And then people go, oh, yeah, you didn't. Or whatever. It's, yeah, it's pretty Yeah. Uh, yeah, he came to prominence by performing a mind reading and hypnosis act in Berlin just after World War One. That catapulted him to stardom. And uh, why am I imagining became... him like Johnny Carson when he's wearing the turban doing the thing? <laughs> <laughs> and he became like famous enough that he 
uh, enjoyed the company of the military and business elites, became close with members of the uh, the SA. Oh, so you did corporates? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's claimed... Brave. Uh, it's claimed that he was a supporter of the Nazis despite his Jewish ancestry. Huh. Um, Amazing. So I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. Um, now, a lot of stories swirl around about him meeting, of, of like a lot of meetings between him and Hitler, mm. including just after the election in November 1932, uh, which apparently it was when Hannison taught Hitler crowd control techniques of using Fuck gestures and dramatic pauses and stuff like that. Because let's, I'm going to put my. There's no such thing as clairvoyance. He can't like. It's, no. He's not a mind no. reader. Oh, what he couldn't read minds. He's not a Chris, mind reader. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just very very clever crowd work. Yes. So mm-hmm. he passed on these techniques yeah. to Hitler. Um, and it's great when Darren Brown's watching it and you're like, oh my God, hilarious, but this is dangerous. So, Adolf, what you want to do is you want to talk to the person in the second row and you want to say, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Just, it doesn't matter what they do. You, it's the third question that's really going to be the one that's going to make the funny jokes, okay? First question. Th- oh my question, God, Masood, you're so close right now. <laughs> hey, Adolf, Adolf, this works every time. Ask them, ask them where they're from, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. You say, sorry, they repeat it. And then you say, no, I heard you. I'm just sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. They will, I actually really the, like the idea of Hitler doing this and crowds being like, fuck me, that's amazing. They will lose their shit. Have you seen the big train sketch where they, like a concert backstage yes, afterwards? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, they're like, and they bring over some girls and Hitler's like drunk with his arm around. Yeah, and yeah. Simon <laughs> Pegg is that really boring guy that they want they like, want to leave. yeah yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, i really love what you do yeah oh yeah because yeah. it's because so like, so you said good. you didn't have any material and then just <laughs> they're talking about it's kevin elden kevin elden yeah, yeah. so fucking good yeah. that's such a funny sketch. hitler's speeches though if you look at what he was actually saying it's basically make america great again <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah it's just kind of like we should be very afraid because oh. The fact that Trump's rallies aren't selling at the moment is very funny, but I also know that we're two years away from an election. Huh. So, well, you can't go two um, years away from naming a candidate. Yeah. We can't go again, can he? <laughs> can he? He can. Oh, he absolutely oh, can. Shit. He only did one term. <gasps> oh. He's currently still polling as the top candidate. Do you know my granddad saw Hitler speak? No way. Yeah, you've said he was a he was a boy, wasn't he? Holy shit! Yeah, he was a he was a boy, and he climbed a tree uh, in the main square in Vienna because my granddad was born and raised in Vienna climbed a tree and watched Hitler speak this is in the 30s it wasn't even in the 40s yeah. um, fucking hell this is Austria like he wasn't ruling in Austria at that time but he came there for a little guest speech a little yeah, guest spot a little 10 spot <laughs> little, yeah he was doing his tight 10 and I said to my granddad when I found this out I was like what did he say yeah. and my granddad went oh a lot of bloody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so yeah, it's all fucking garbage. It cut through though. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, was, yeah. Mm. Um, so how do you think that he was able to predict the Reichstag fire? He because he fucking knew yes, it was happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, this, it's that if the Nazis were indeed planning to do it, yeah, he said that it was gonna happen. Yeah, and mm. that is of course a stupid fucking thing to do if. They were planning to do it. Yeah. Anyway, just after they passed the Enabling Act, making Hitler, uh, in essence, dictator of Germany, on the 25th of March, the day after that, so like still about four weeks after the fire, not even a month, Eric Jan Hannesson was assassinated. Oh, shit. 
Okay. And hastily buried in a field on the outskirts of Berlin. Yeah, that's definitely a he's sitting and his typewriter turns around and someone shoots him in the face and they drive him out. Yeah, his body totally, yeah. was only discovered a month later. This is where all the theories start swirling around and no one ever really know what would happen. So some people suggest that he was a potential competition to Goering and Goebbels for like being the attention of the Fuhrer. So maybe they bumped him off. I'm not sure I believe that. No. There is also the other one, which is... Because otherwise, Goebbels and Goering would have killed each other if that was the yeah, case. They, yeah. Um, sure. Or he did know about the plot to the Reichstag fire, and then they were like, well, if he's that, that looks sus if he's saying it happened before it did. Yeah. We kill him. Emergency meeting. <laughs> and then they just fire him into space. Or he used his stage techniques to convince Marius van der Lubbe to do it. And to take the fall. Mm. I I think I think they just went. We got to tie up some fucking loose ends, and we don't want fucking mm-hmm. big mouth clairvoyant yapping away. Let's fucking bump him off. <laughs> I I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, the, you're right about uh, uh, Goring and Goebbels. They wouldn't be like, oh, but I want the Fuhrer to like me, but, but I want him to like me. <laughs> they, they just would have fucking. But regardless of how he is involved mm. in the plot, killing him, yeah, it kind of incriminates the Nazis and actually yeah. fucking doing the Reichstag fire. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If they weren't and, guilty and, and, before. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And you have to look at the consequences of the fire. It gave them ultimate control over Germany. But they Put already... Hitler into absolute power as dictator. Then... And whether or not they could have predicted that, but I'm sure some strategists would have been like, well, if the Reichstag fire burns down, we can blame it on the communists. And then we can use that to remove these rights. And yeah. then maybe we could then suppress that party in the votes and then gain uh, a bigger majority and then put you through as the chancellor ruler yeah. decree. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the Nazis did it. Yeah, because yeah. Well, it's just like also they have, they're probably at that point where they're like, they're getting that confidence. They're probably bumping off a lot of people that are that are oh that are... absolutely i mean the second they came to power in 1933 the concentration camp mm. started they didn't look like belson or auschwitz but they were just just happened to be bringing in a lot of jewish people for mm. a lot of questioning sometimes for a yeah. year they would question them and imprison them so like i say none of this you know auschwitz doesn't happen out of nowhere and uh people need to i think aware. like yeah they yeah. it just feels like they've got all that power now it's like well you just fucking do whatever we mm. want and just fucking kill whoever we want yeah like no one's gonna fucking question us because we we own and, the newspaper so what are they gonna do yeah yeah absolutely and yeah um this can happen so there was a there was a film happen. made about hannison called hannison oh yeah it was made oh, really? in 1988 and it was nominated for the 1988 Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh, wow. Amazing. Okay. Uh, there's also a... Are you going to watch uh, tonight, Masood? No, I'm going to watch Loads of Always Sunny. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> there's also a film called Invincible made in 2001 by Werner Herzog. Oh, amazing. Oh. Okay. In it, Tim Roth plays Hannison. Ah. Oh my god, Invincible, Werner Herzog. Oh, but it's nothing without his narration, though. <laughs> it's like it is a fictionalized yes. account of real people. I think, it's, yeah. and it's got nothing really to do with the fire, uh, Reichstag fire. No. Okay, but so yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so what we've got now is Hitler is absolutely in. He's dictator now yeah. of Germany. That's it. That's where yeah. we are. Nineteen thirty-three. Holy shit. Is there going to be more on Hitler? I don't know. I don't think he does much more after this, really. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of just packs I think it he basically in. comes to power and then fizzles <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, well, I've okay. done it now. I'm just going to pack it in, really. I've, I've... 
I think this is our most important episode, and I know I'm biased because of my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's if I'm perfectly honest, like I I'm I was calling back on high school World War Two knowledge, and I don't mm. remember any of this there. And I'm so oh, they did not teach annoyed. us nearly that enough. That wasn't even absolutely. It's like in, I went to a uh, the same as all th- yeah. all of us. I went to a state school in surrey well uh, i didn't go I to school in surrey whole... but yes <laughs> oh of course you didn't <laughs> but i i you know i didn't go to private mm. school i went to a state school and we watched i remember one lesson the teacher was like we did a video <clears throat> yeah and put a video on about the holocaust yeah. and i remember people's minds being blown by it when i was probably 13 14 and thinking to myself i really know about this yeah. stuff and and being aware that oh people have just found out about this but it didn't do anything to me i didn't go uh oh they didn't know i just went yeah 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 and it's still history i yeah. just knew about it already um i think they need to teach all of this in schools for a good amount of time not just one lesson going holocaust yeah. happened hitler was bad we know hitler was bad but or like people think yeah kill baby hitler and then you don't have like one one term of history is World War Two. It's like nah, all year, mate. Do the fucking mm-hmm. whole year. Yeah, teach nothing but. I promise, it's more important than agricultural methods of the fucking ancient Greeks, the Elizabethan <laughs> times. Yeah, the ancient yeah. Greeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know about Henry the Eighth and all his six yeah. wives for two yeah. years. Who gives but, a yeah. fuck about the aqueduct? It's <laughs> uh yeah it's it's pretty fucking mad like like this is and, yeah. and i imagine i'm not alone in that i think some of our listeners this might be i imagine there's someone out there this will it'll be, be yeah, it might be the first yeah, time yeah. they've heard of it too and like fuck me and it's nothing to be ashamed of because our curriculum yeah, is fucked. that's the other yeah. thing agreed yeah, yeah yeah is that we're i mean i, th- I feel like we've Thanks, come across Chris. another a similar thing somewhere in the past of a of a historical event that we were like this should be taught in schools it was on this yeah. series i think but chris is just a dude <laughs> it helps lend perspective this is 1933 mm. basil zaharoff is still alive and knocking about in monaco hey, hey. and chocolate <laughs> Masood like just trying to distract him. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate over here. So we actually, we actually don't have that much more time to go before we get to the night of the long knives, and we probably will do Are an episode do on it. It's not a mystery, is it? But but it's definitely something that we should my cover. Arms outstretched, yeah. like hooray. Um, but yeah. I feel like yeah, I mean the Reichstag fire, as well as being technically disputed as to who caused it, it's almost certainly down to like the Nazis manipulated it. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, and and yeah, it means that Hitler's now in power with no danger of ever being voted out. Get so out. That's what it. does that mean? Where and does he that would lead? love oh, being no. a main yeah. character. So, um, uh, yeah, we can't not yeah. have done it in uh, geopolitics, war, and espionage. Yeah, fucking hard absolutely. agree. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. That was a uh, was... happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Way to start the New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, everybody. It's always a, always a pleasure to have you patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks and you can get loads of extra content including probably us just talking about succession and it's always sunnier we love talking about those things uh you get cocktail recipes and a whole bunch of fun if you want to follow us on twitter it's twitter.com slash mystery on the rocks rocks is spelled with an x x go and give it to you and we'll see you there i'm drunk (laughs) this feels like the old days it does feel like the old days. I'm quite enjoying it. 
As in, when was the, the old days? days like, when, you'd ra- when you'd like go behind and grab a bottle of whatever was behind you. And yeah, just, and uh, like we it. didn't have, we, or, or we didn't have to rush off. Yeah. Like, re- re- That's recently true. we've had to rush off. We've, each of us individually had busy. to rush I off. I didn't finish that Cafe Patron. You, you yeah. made a fucking significant dent in it. That yeah. was halfway and now I that's did. nearly, I there's about... chipped in there with like, my chisel. Yeah, yeah, like the last, the, last, the last few months it's been like, what at least one at least one of us or all of us sometimes have had to be like right we've got this amount of time we need to go yeah this has felt very the true great reset is us having a quiet january (laughs) (laughs) and we're in the 30s now we're out of the 20s into the 30s i quite like that when we did the hollywood series the jump out of decades was always yeah but fuck me like we're on episode Let's not count the Christmas one no. because that was a little special. No, we didn't talk about anything. Yeah, this is episode eleven, and we've oh, only right. just got into the thirty. Oh shit! <laughs> Amazing. Like, imagine how much. Lo- oh, many more. This is going to be a long is season. This is going to be a long season. I'm, I'm excited. Very excited. And also, spoiler alert: the next episode is also 1933. I'll be hopefully recording that from the morning. Yep. Um, oh my god, I want to be there so much. I bought new swimwear off ASOS and I tried it on today and I look fucking great, all white and pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Happy and New Year, Happy New Year. Year. <gasps> happy new year. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.